Hello everybody, welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan here today. I'm not doing a live stream. So I was just watching um, some YouTube with my dad on MCU movie rankings. And I was like, I don't think I've done one on the podcast before. And now that we have all the 22 films out now, I want to do my own MCU ranking. And I know this is probably going to make some people mad, but for the most part, I would say it's pretty reasonable. And I'll give my reasons why. My... Um, own list isn't a right list. It's just my personal opinion of what I enjoy the most. So starting off at number 22, I have Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has very impressive um, CGI, and I've completely and utterly have um, defended it in that regard. But other than that, there's not a lot with this movie. Nick Fury's good. The cat's good. But at the end of the day, that's not gonna save the movie because if the main character itself is not really that interesting that causes a big problem especially when you're trying to um pretty much lead up the uh, main character and that's ultimately why it's last place like i know there was all the controversy and stuff but as a movie itself it just was it was boring for me you know i was sitting in the theater and not once did I get an excited moment? And it wasn't really funny to me. Maybe it was just my sense of humor, but Captain Marvel just kind of seems serious. You know, it, it, it seemed like they try to fit jokes in when Captain Marvel was like herself as a character was just kind of serious the whole time because she's not supposed to feel emotion. So the, the movie really struggles for me because I just wasn't entertained by it. And that's why it's last for me. Because I didn't get any in- entertainment out of this movie. So that's why I put Captain Marvel at number 22. Mainly due to the fact that I just wasn't entertained by it. The main character just seemed too serious. And it just wasn't enjoyable for me. Uh, number 21 is Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World. Everybody hates this movie. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of it. But at least Thor the Dark World for me... Um did a good job at showing the ether, <laughs> showing one of the infinity stones, which plays a crucial role in, in the future. And then of course you have, um, more bonding between Thor and Loki. That's always nice to see the, the villain was shit though. The villain was absolutely horrible. Nobody's going to remember this villain in T minus three seconds because the dark elves, they're just, they're probably one of the most, forgettable marvel villains out there um there's just that and thor isn't my cup of tea on the superhero side of things um especially the first two movies they just for me they're just movies that i wouldn't consider watching more than maybe a few times i mean obviously i will if i'm trying to binge watch the entire mcu but (coughs) jeez i'm still coughing um it's just it's not up there for me it's just it's not my type of superhero movie uh, that I want to watch. But if you're a, Thor, uh, a full-on Thor fan, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I just It's just not my my type of hero movie. And like I said, all the Marvel movies, they look amazing. You know, the uh, normally they have pretty good actors and actresses in the movies. Um, it's just, for, for the most part, it, it can do with the villains and just... I don't know. It's hard to rank MCU movies because they're all good movies. Even Captain Marvel is a good and it's a good movie. Captain Marvel is better than most movies made out there. But 
in the series of Marvel movies themselves, it's just the weakest. And then Thor, the Dark World would be second in my opinion. But I at least got some some enjoyment out of Thor, the Dark World. I, I was very interested by the ether and the backstory of the Dark Elves. Even though the villains themselves were shit, it was still, I still got invested in the backstory behind it. Um, so that was nice. And then, of course, the bonding between Thor and Loki. So there were some positives that I took out of the movie, but nothing substantial to differ from Captain Marvel. So just, I enjoyed a few things. That's pretty much why it's ahead of Captain Marvel. Instead of enjoying really nothing, I actually enjoyed uh, a few things. But I, I get why people don't like it. I don't really care for it either. Um, so moving on to my next one is, uh, number 20 is Thor. Now, Thor 1 isn't a terrible movie. It introduced Clint Barton into the MCU, played by Jeremy Renner. And <clears throat> like with Thor Dark World, it just has to do with Thor himself. That's that's really why I didn't in, enjoy it. Thor is just not my superhero. But this movie was really good when it came to trying to bring Thor um, to his own character and trying to figure um, himself out instead of being cocky and being like, oh, I'm worthy. He gets stripped of his power and um, his worthy status from his father and sent to Earth. And he must reclaim it through the entire movie. So it's a nice, it's a nice journey to see one of the most powerful um, gods ever just pretty much get turned into a mortal man, and then have to reclaim that um, status of being Thor. And that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Like, although the movie is very low ranked for me, it it did have some very good concepts. Um, it was the first time we got to see Asgard um ever besides the comics and it, it looked very good for its time and, and this is still around the time when the mcu was trying to figure out what it was this isn't phase two this is phase one uh it's trying to just trying to figure out where exactly they are and what they're going to do and how they're going to move forward they were obviously trying to set up the avengers but still <coughs> it, it, it was just it at least had a few things that i really liked about it um mainly his quest to becoming a, a god again after pretty much being reckless with his powers and just cocky with them. So it was nice to see that story of him uh, coming back to being the hero that he is or the uh, the god that he is. So that's why I ranked it in number 20. Better than Thor uh, The Dark World, better than Captain Marvel because it had a good story elements to it, but Thor is just not my cup of tea. Uh, at number 20, no, number 19, sorry, I'm miswrote it on the paper because I was using pen. We have Captain America, the first Avenger. Now I don't hate this movie at all. I don't hate Captain America, the first Avenger. I actually think it's a really good movie. It's just the villain is really lackluster. Red Skull is so lackluster. Um, just that. And I guess until he really becomes Captain America, the movie just feels like a drag. Like up until him becoming Captain America just feels kind of slow like i get we're doing the origin story thing and this is the beginning of the mcu but for me i feel like it dragged on dragged on a little too long and especially when he first got his powers and stuff it just it didn't feel right at first especially okay this this is where it really gets set back like i could put the first avenger okay in my top 15 but because of this one segment of him being a, a showboy on stage for the soldiers and him not actually being Captain America. That scene, that the whole section of the movie, I just, I don't like it at all. It really bothers me. 
Every time I watch it, I feel like this is a waste of time. We should just get to Captain America kicking ass. And I know in the comics, you know, you got to make things, you know, as um, accurate as possible. But you can cut some stuff down just a little bit, you know. Cutting that down at all would have helped its ranking a lot. Um, but that's why I put the first Avenger at 19. It's not a bad movie by any means of the imagination, even though it's really far back for me. Um, it's, it's hard cause I love all these movies, but, um, it's just, it's just that one section. It's really bad. I really, really don't like it. But anyway, so moving forward to the number 18th spot, I have the incredible Hulk. I'll give you a second to think about my reasoning for this. Okay, I've given you your second. So, the reason I do have this higher, and me and my dad talk about this a lot. My dad's a big Hulk fan. He grew up with uh, Lou Ferrigno's Hulk on TV. The Incredible Hulk depicts the Hulk probably the best than majority of the rest of the MCU movies. Hulk's supposed to be a scary monster. The Incredible Hulk, the, the Hulk design, like... Ang Lee's Hulk, not scary. The Incredible Hulk, however, was the scariest Hulk design that we have in the MCU. Better than the rest. Um, after that, I would say Age of Ultron has the better looking Hulk, then Avengers 1, and so forth. He just he's supposed to be menacing, big, and ferocious. Not very cuddly. Like he is in Endgame. I get the whole Professor Hulk thing, but he should have been scary. A lot more scarier in the other Avenger movies. Which they did a good job of, you know, for the most part with um, with uh, using Mark Ruffalo. But Edward Norton's Hulk was fucking terrifying. I remember when I watched this movie for the first time, back when my brother got it on DVD for Christmas. I was pretty scared of the Hulk, but I thought it was cool not to mention the abomination i know a lot of people okay they're like okay whenever a hero fights somebody that legit has their superpowers it's <coughs> jesus it's stupid but i think the abomination is a really good villain for the hulk it's really one of the only villains that stands up to him on a physical standpoint but not only that the abomination maintains his human uh, thought process. However, of course, in the comics, he can't control when he changes into the abomination and when he changes back to human. But when he is the abomination, he can think clearly. He's not animalistic and filled with rage. He can think strategically and critically, which the Hulk cannot, while also being able to reach the Hulk's physical prowess. The villain, while yes, was a soldier that envied the Hulk and wanted to be a lot like the Hulk, and they injected him with the Captain America serum, like, too much. Like, they pretty much gave him the maximum dosage they could. It's pretty amazing. I really enjoyed the villain. Like, the concept of him wanting to become the Hulk. And then pretty much getting what he wants. And then they also make Brainiac. They didn't touch on him for a long time. And now they want to bring him back in the MCU. But still, I like the villain. I like the Hulk design. I like how the Hulk is portrayed in this movie. I get it, okay? The movie's story is pretty simple. He's on the run from the government because they want to make him a weapon. He's trying to contain his anger, and then when he contains it, he causes destruction. It doesn't want to do that. He also is in love with Betty Ross, and then Mr. Hurt, 
William Hurt or AKA General Ross steps in, kind of says, yeah, no, this relationship isn't happening. But I, I get that it, it's not the strongest. But The Incredible Hulk, first of all, K okay, guys, wasn't made by Marvel Studios. It is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Universal was making this movie themselves, kind of like how Sony would be making a Raimi Spider-Man or Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man. Kevin Feige came in with a proposal that they could use Captain America's super soldier serum, set that up in this movie, and that they could do an end credit scene with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man coming to recruit the Hulk. To put him in the MCU and to put him in the Avengers because Universal owned the rights, especially after Ang Lee's Hulk, which has nothing to do with the MCU at all. So this isn't really a full-on Marvel Studios movie, hence why the actor change and stuff and the design and everything and the storytelling um, and the CGI. I mean, I thought the CGI was good, but it's not a Marvel Studios movie technically, but it is. It's a it's canon, but it wasn't made by Marvel Studios. It was made by Universal Pictures. It was a good movie, though, when it comes to the Hulk. They depicted the Hulk as the Hulk should be depicted. They had a villain that stood up to him, and they showed the villain's progress to wanting to be the Hulk and getting what he wants, and then pretty much being like, okay, I'm just going to kill everybody that tried to stand in my way. Pretty much. And, um, yeah, so we're only on 18. So, yeah, I'm going to move on from this, but The Incredible Hulk, not a great movie on a story standpoint, but on portraying the Hulk and actually having a villain that stands up to him that's interesting to watch in a fight. This movie was very entertaining in that aspect a lot. So they did do a few things right. <sighs> Love drinking my Pepsi with lime. All right. In number 17, we have Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, this movie's villain sucked. Okay, this this movie's villain was shitty. The end of the movie was made to clearly sell a lot of Iron Man action figures. And I didn't like how his suits just got cut through. Um, but I think this movie is redeemable because it shows the aftermath of Tony Stark's PTSD after Avengers. Which is nice to see them actually touch upon the Avengers and show what the effects of this is on Tony. Like what effect it's having on him. But other than that, there's nothing good about this movie. Was, I know it sounds like I should be putting this movie behind the first Avenger and the Hulk, but I can't because I've already made my list. I mean, if I could go back on it now, I probably would definitely replace the Winter Soldier in this, but or not the Winter Soldier, the first Avenger. I haven't even talked about the Winter Soldier yet, but um, yeah, it's just, it's not a great movie. Um and that moves into our, our 16th spot, which is Iron Man 2. Same thing. The villain is shit. I don't know what's up with Iron Man having terrible villains, but they're just, they're terrible. I liked Iron Man 2 a lot better, though, than Iron Man 3 because we have the introduction of Black Widow. Her action scene was fucking badass. Can't wait for Black Widow coming out this May. Very excited. Um, but yeah. That was good. Um... Having War Machine come in, that was good. Nick Fury, that was good. There was a lot of world building in this movie. Because I believe Iron Man 2 came... No, wait. Yeah, that came... Iron Man 2 came after Avengers, I'm pretty sure. 
if I remember that right. It was the last Phase 1 movie, I'm pretty sure. And he was also dealing with PTSD, and they were showing about that in that movie. So pretty much the PTSD thing went through Iron Man 3 and Iron Man 2. Um, but it, it's still really nice to, to see how it's affecting him. So that part was cool, introducing new characters, world building. This movie had some good things going for it. But on like a villain standpoint and just a story, the story's bland. Um, kind of like Captain Marvel, but at least it was funny. And, oh yeah, so Spider-Man was introduced. Okay, guys, now... Marvel Studios has confirmed this, but the little kid in Iron Man 2 was Peter Parker at the Stark Expo, which is pretty cool. And it's funny that Spider-Man made an appearance all the way back in Phase 1, but we knew that that wasn't Spider-Man until Sony and Marvel actually made a um, a deal together to be able to actually officially come out and say that. But yes, yeah, Spider-Man was technically in Phase 1, but not a Spider-Man. But anyways, that was still pretty cool. So there's that going for it too, because I love Spider-Man. But um, yeah, there was some good world building in this movie, but that that's really all this has going for it. It's just the world building. In number 15, this may piss people off, but I'll give you my reasoning. Marvel's The Avengers. I'll tell you why. I gotta charge my laptop too, so I'm gonna try to multitask. So the reason Marvel's Avengers I put in... Um, the 15th spot is because out of all the Avengers movies, I didn't really care for this one that much. And I get at the time when this movie was out and it, and there was no, um, age of Ultron and there was no like winter soldier and stuff. Um, this movie was, um, was a big thing. This also came out around the time the amazing Spider-Man did. And they also talked about putting like Oscorp tower in, in the Avengers movie, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, because they were in talks with Sony to put Spider-Man in the MCU and Mark Webb's version back then. However, obviously that didn't happen. Um, but it was still pretty cool to to know that they wanted to do that. That they were planning on having some involvement with Spider-Man. Which is pretty cool. Um, however, um, it just... The villain was weak. Like, the villain wasn't shitty. Okay? We all know Loki's power-hungry. That, that makes sense for um, his character. But other than that, the uh, villain was pretty uh, pointless. Pretty pointless. Not really a huge fan um, of Loki in, in that movie. The Tatari were cool. Um, bringing the whole team together and being able to balance all the different tones from each uh, individual's um, series. That was pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, a lot of, you know, it's just out of all the Avengers movies, it just, it, it wasn't the best for me. Plus, I think a lot of the solo movies beat it in, uh, storytelling wise and whatnot, but for its time, this was the best, one of the best movies to the best in the MCU. But as time has gone on, I really don't care for Avengers one. You know, it's one of those movies that I'm just like, I mean, it's cool, but I'd rather watch some other Marvel movies over this, a good portion of them. But um, it, it's still a good movie. I still give it merits because they did an amazing thing. They brought the whole team together. They balanced the different tones and, and different character developments and made it work in a cohesive story that was building up to the main threat, Thanos. So it's it's pretty nice. And it was, a, it was definitely a good movie for its time. I just think it hasn't aged well. That's just my personal opinion, though. And number 14, we have Black Panther. And these are kind of like the okay movies now. We're kind of in like the okay section. Black Panther, I think, is a good movie, but it's overrated. I'll tell you why. 
Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman is an amazing actor. Okay, and he plays T'Challa very well. But the villain of this movie, pretty stupid when it comes to motivations. I mean, he looks cool. Michael B. Jordan is an amazing actor, okay? He played great as Creed, um, but it's just his motivation in this movie was not there. You know, there's pretty much like, okay, my father got killed, but your father for doing illegal things, and his father was played by Sterling K. Brown, who also played in The Predator, but we won't talk about that. Um, that could be left for a predator ranking. Um, but so yeah, and then he was, you know, he was hell bent on being pissed off with, um, the, um, King T'Chaka, um, T'Challa's father and because the two were brothers and he went rogue from Wakanda and started doing weapons dealing and stuff in the United States and, he also was hell-bent on killing white people because colonization. Colonizers brought up a lot in the movie, and I'm just like, I get it. But at the same time, I feel like it was being beaten to death. Like, you could say it one or two times, and we, we'd get the point. But I think I might have heard it more than that. And I'm just like, okay, we get it. We get it. White people, colonizers, we get it. <laughs> like, you don't got to say it, like, every two seconds. Um... Because I just hate it when people repeat the same thing over and over in a movie, regardless of whatever it is. It just gets annoying. It's like, we get the idea. But the action sequences were good. The final battle was lackluster. Um, and that's why I really didn't care about it, I guess, is the final battle, the villain's motive. I mean, visually, it looks amazing. Um, and, and amazing performances all around the board. It's just the writing of the villain's reasoning for being a villain is kind of sad because he is less of a vendetta against the Chala, it seems like than um colonizers but then again though i've only seen black panther like twice i did buy it for uh for christmas and i have majority of the mcu movies so i'll probably watch it through again and and see who he's more mad at because i can't tell sometimes because I haven't seen Black Panther a whole bunch. I've seen it a few times, but I haven't seen it enough to to be like, okay, I'm for sure no. But from what I remember, it's just it's it's hard to keep track of the stuff sometimes. But anyways, it's a good movie. I just think it's a little overrated, you know. So that's just that's my personal opinion on it. So number thirteen, Ant Man. Now, why do I why do, I know a lot of people would be like, how the fuck do you rate Ant Man better than Black Panther? Comedy. <laughs> Pretty much. Ant-Man's that one movie in the MCU, or, or that one franchise in the MCU, where it's just, it's lighthearted. You know? It's small stakes. Quite literally. Small stakes. Um, and it's just, it's a funny family film. You know, you don't gotta feel like you've seen all the other MCU movies to enjoy it. And you have serious movies in the MCU, and it's nice to take a break and just unwind. And Ant-Man is that nice, unwinding movie. So that's all I have to say about Ant-Man. Um, and number 12, Guardians 2. Ego talk too much. <laughs> okay? I mean, it was a good movie other than that. You know, great comedy, as normal for Guardians. Good story, uh, especially when it came to Peter Quill meeting his father and uh, kind of catching up and talking about his mom and stuff. But other than that, I don't think the movie had a lot going for it. Um, other than 
all that other good stuff. Performances were good. Visuals were good, as normal with Marvel movies and their CGI. Um, the uh, the uh, bond between Quill and his father, that was good. Um, it's just, I don't know. I I found it that it, it seemed like there's just too much exposition at points. But what they did with Yondu, though, amazing. Good job with that, Marvel. 110%. Definitely good with that. Guardians 1. I don't know why, but Guardians 1 just seems funnier than Guardians 2. I get it doesn't have the heartfelt moments like Ego and, and Quill, but there's a lot less exposition, and they become a family. All these different people, like Gamora, the son, or the son, Jesus and Christ, the daughter of Thanos, um, and then you have Rocket Raccoon, Groot, Drax, and Peter Quill, all these different people with different backgrounds thrown into a group together to save the universe. Pretty fucking awesome. I gotta say, it's, it's actually a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. So, Guardians is definitely up there. J just for entertainment factor alone, you know? And and there is, like, a touchy-feely thing when, when it comes to them being, um, when it comes to them being, like, family. So, it was a really nice film, and James Gunn did an amazing job with that. All right, moving into my top 10. And at number 10, I have Spider-Man Homecoming. I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite Marvel hero in, in the comics, in the movies, whatever. He's my favorite character. But his fucking movies are not top 5 material at all. They're top 10, but not top 5. So the reason I have Homecoming at number 10 is because the villain is amazing. Okay, the villain's amazing, but Spider-Man himself, they did a few things that I didn't like. Not really having consequences for his actions, at least long-term ones, and putting his friends in danger, in, in the sense of the villain. I mean, he put his friends in danger by bring a, bringing a Tatari energy core with him to the Washington, D.C. trip, but that's more on his part than the Vulture's part. So, I'm sorry to say, but... He was. He should be smart enough to know that. He's Peter. He's a fucking genius. He pretty much got Reed Richards' te test scores. He's one of the smartest men, in the, or is the smartest man, in Marvel Comics. And that was during his high school years. So I would, you know, but whatever. We'll overlook his IQ for this one movie. But other than that, though, it just, Spider-Man-wise, it didn't seem like Spider-Man in those sense. Like, I loved his homemade suit and him coming to earn back his, his cool tech-upgraded suit. I thought the action sequences were great. I thought the new cast of kids like Zendaya and a few of the other actors and actresses, uh, the younger ones, amazing. John Watts did a great job making this feel like a high school movie. It definitely feels like a high school movie. It, it's an You can feel the MCU in it. But you also feel it's that it's it's its own thing. Like when Iron Man shows up or when you see Avengers Tower, you know this, yes, this is an MCU movie. But at the same time, you're like, this feels like its own entity. It feels like its own movie that just takes place in the MCU, which is good. It doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like they're trying to shoehorn too much in. Um but yeah, so it was it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed Homecoming a lot. I thought it was a great movie, great villain. They just need to work on Spider-Man more, okay? Th th that's the reason I, I had it at number 10. At number 9, we have Spider-Man Far From Home. 
Now, my explanation for this is going to be the reversal of this one. The villain, Mysterio, Quentin Beck, um, Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job, given what he was written. But his character's motivation sucks. It fucking sucks so bad. He's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty much going to kill people and make a superhero using special effects and, dr- and killer drones and take Tony Stark's glasses that controls the drones and has like a multi-million dollar uh, tactical um, weapon system and just do it because he named my technology barf and took credit for it. It's like, I get being mad, but killing like hundreds of people just because Tony Stark made fun of your technology and, and taking credit for it, it's kind of over the top. Like, okay, maybe if Tony Stark killed somebody you loved, yeah, that would make more sense, you know? Because the Vulture had a very relatable um, motive. He has a family. He was doing job cleaning up after the Battle of New York, or a.k.a. the Avengers mess, and he got kicked from his job which meant his workers and him were not going to get money and he'd have to lay them off and he wasn't going to be able to bring home food on the table, let alone have a house. So we turned to the life of black market crime, using the things that they salvaged from the wreckage of the Battle of New York, making weapons and selling them to people willing to pay a lot of money. And that's how we kept his family under a roof and having food on the table. That's an amazing villain concept. Um, so we're going to have to stop this list about halfway through because I have a 30-minute uh, recording that I can do max. So I'm going to stop this and we'll pick up uh, with uh, the rest of my commentary after this. So as I left off on, um, I was talking about uh, the villains. So yeah, Mysterio's... Um, whole reason for being a villain, his motive is pretty shitty. The Vultures was amazing. It's relatable to a middle-class family that's trying to live off what they have, and if they were to lose their job, they need to do, they were willing to do anything, and I mean anything, to put food on the table for their kids. And that's why he's a relatable and good villain, because he's not being a bad guy because of a stupid crybaby bitch-ass reason. It's because he needs to support his family, and he doesn't know how else to do it. Especially since he probably didn't go to college and doesn't have a degree to make a whole bunch of money. So I really applaud them for making that villain. However, in Far From Home, Spider-Man's development is a lot better. His friends actually get in danger from the villain. He makes a mistake and gives the main villain, after he played him, a weapon system of Tony Stark's that he left to him after he died in Endgame. So... Spider-Man was better, but the villain sucked. And, like I said, action, great. The acting from everybody was great, especially from Tom Holland. He just, he, he's, he's born to play Spider-Man, in my opinion. But the movies are interchangeable, in my opinion. I have to put them in a spot. I have to put them in a spot. I can't just be like, well, these two are kind of tied. No, they, they have to be put in their own definitive spots. But, in my opinion... Homecoming Apart From Home for me, I can do either or. Like, both of them are about equal with me, but I gotta put them in spots, so I put Far From Home at 9 and Homecoming at 10. But anyways, that's all I gotta say about those two. I can't wait for Spider-Man's next installment. Hopefully they do something that 
absolutely blows me away. Plus that cliffhanger ending at uh, Far From Home, pretty fucking genius. So, at number eight, and probably people are going to be mad about this, is Avengers Age of Ultron. I enjoyed Avengers Age of Ultron. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I know a lot of people say that this is like the worst Avengers movie. It's not, in my opinion. I think it's it's got bigger stakes. Like, we're talking the entire Earth. I know you could say the same with the Tatari, but that was a portal in the sky. This is an asteroid about to hit Earth. Pretty much when it hits ground, a lot of people are dead instantly. The invasion would take time, and you could save people and put them underground and stuff. So, I mean, if we have to debate on that. Ultron's just a better villain than Loki, and he's very confused because he's trying to save the world, but at the same time, he's going to destroy it. It's a nice counterbalance of, of the of the two mentalities of what he's trying to do which can kind of make him relatable in a sense and they also introduce vision that's fucking cool we all kind of waited for that uh for a while so that was nice as well um yeah i just hulk looks good in it too um we get to see barton's family see the avengers broken and dismantled and more uh tensions with them and tony so I, th- I think it's really cool. I thought that Avengers Age of Ultron was a really good movie, and I don't know why it's so hated amongst the Avengers community. I, I know the other two Avengers films are a lot better, but for fuck's sake, this movie is so underrated. And for me, it's in my top ten. I really enjoy Age of Ultron. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I'm sorry. Coming in at number seven, Ant-Man of the Wasp. I enjoyed Ant-Man a lot, but Ant-Man of the Wasp I enjoyed even fucking more. Because after... Infinity War, when everybody got dusted away, this movie was there to just be a a nice soft spot, a nice pillow to land on after a devastating movie. I mean, yeah, Hank um, and Hope and Janet get dusted, but in the post credit scene, Scott gets left in the quantum realm, but it's okay because they're going to come back, right? Well, we know, but anyways, the movie itself was very lighthearted <coughs> and what we needed after Infinity War. So it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was really funny. Pers- that's just me personally. I just, I really like the movie. And number six, Doctor Strange. And I'll give you one reason that this movie is almost on top five. It's in the number six spot because it's fucking cool. This movie in 3D, like this movie didn't even need to have a good story for me. It just looked fucking cool it, it, i didn't see anything like this before it's fucking it plays with your mind it makes you be like what the fuck is going like i like this movie just because of how confused it made me especially with all the cgi and everything i loved it i thought it was great dr strange's character is pretty interesting he legit goes from being iron man to being iron man with magic powers and minus the metal suit Still great though. Still, it was, it was a great movie. It was visually pleasing. The story was good, and it was just it was funny in, in some scenes. I can't wait for Dormammu to have to bargain again. <laughs> that that's that's all I gotta say. But yeah, Doctor Strange, an amazing movie. Something I really wasn't expecting. And number five, we have Iron Man, the iconic Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Putting on probably. One of the best performances in superhero movie history. Well, probably the best. Should I actually rephrase that? Although the villain was kind of shit. 
he's by far leagues better than the Iron Man 2 and 3 villain, better than the rip-off Mandarin, because it's not the real Mandarin. We all know it's not the real Mandarin. And he's better than fucking Whiplash, because Whiplash is that was just fucking awful. Like we won't we won't talk about which Whiplash because that was fucking terrible. I hated their version of Whiplash. But anyways, um, Iron Man was a very solid movie. Good story. And remember, this was the first movie of the MCU, so I cut it so much slack along with all the advancements they made with the other movies. The story holds up, and the and the practical effects and everything holds up, and the CGI they had for that movie holds up. Everything holds up pretty well. I thought it was a damn good movie, and I'm not going to change my mind about that. It was a great movie. Fight me. <laughs> um, Moving on to the number four spot, Captain America Civil War. This movie had three main points as to why I loved it. The Avengers fighting each other, like they did in the comics. Spider-Man, first appearance. And the fucking final fight. Those are the only three things I need to say. This movie had amazing, an amazing story. Acting was practically perfect around the board, especially for Daniel Brühl, who played one of the most different, but also really deceptive and um, manipulative versions of Baron Zemo I have seen. I mean, we're going to get the the more comic-accurate version by the sounds in Falcon and Winter Soldier. But still, this movie, he, he, pretty fucking awesome. Like, I wasn't even expecting him to do what he was doing. He was pretty much just like a side character. We get Black Panther introduced. We got um, the Avengers uh, having to deal with um, being under control of the government, being on the run from the government in some cases, finding Bucky. There's just so much shit going on in this movie. And then finding out Bucky killed Iron Man's parents, and then that end fight scene, that end fight scene is so good. Other than the airport battle, which was a which was the biggest scale at the time till Endgame of characters on screen fighting, it was amazing to watch. And it was amazing to see Spider-Man appear in this movie. Although he played such a minor role, it was still fucking amazing to see spider-man in the mcu alongside the avengers for the first time and for his first outing and it was pretty fucking cool i loved it so much but that end fight scene was kind of the cake for me it was fucking amazing seeing captain america and iron man go at it after seeing them be friends for so many years was devastating and it made you think what the fuck's gonna happen infinity war but we know that answer they lose, and they're divided when they fight Thanos and his army. Moving on to number three, Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame had one of the best endings that you could have in this 10-year um, series of movies. Well, 10 years of movies and 22 movies in the series. It was the best ending we could have for it. Because... Somebody needed to die. Either Captain and Iron Man or just Iron Man. But we all knew Iron Man was going to die. We, we, Like me and David and Kevin, we, we when we were doing this stuff together, obviously, and podcasting, we'd always talk every day, like, Iron Man's going to die. We fucking know he's going to die. But is anybody else going to die? I thought Captain America was going to go. I thought they were going to kill Captain America and Iron Man off. But I was wrong. They only killed Iron Man. They, were, they, they, they almost made me thought Captain America was going to die, but he didn't. But Avengers Endgame lacked one thing. It had a great story. It showed ramifications of Endgame. It showed ramifications of loss. 
Black Widow's loss fucking sucked. And I didn't see that coming. Literally, when Black Widow died, I did not see that coming. And it just left a shock for the rest of the movie that she died. It was pretty depressing. But Endgame, it was a very, very good movie and a very good way to end off 10 years of the MCU. But I just think that there wasn't enough action. I know the last fight of the movie is big and it's a long one. But it would be nice to have a little more fight sprinkled in between the movie. I mean, other than that, it was a masterpiece. But I just felt the lack of action kind of took me out of it a little bit, you know? Like, you don't ever want a movie that's all action. But you don't want a movie that's, like, pretty much no action till the end. Power Rangers. Good example. Fucking amazing movie. In my opinion, Saban's Power Rangers, okay? They brought in a new cast of characters. I fucking fell in love with them instantly. And they're, and them building a friendship throughout the movie was fucking awesome to watch. And them watching them become the Power Rangers was awesome. And yeah, once they rangered off, they were rangers till the end of the movie. But it was so quick that it, it was like, what? I've been sitting here for like two and a half, like two hours to wait for you to become Power Rangers for like ten fucking minutes. And half the fighting isn't even them being Power Rangers. It's them and the fucking Megazords. And it's like, what the fuck? I've been waiting two hours of, like, I mean, granted, it was an amazing character building for each character and them coming together as a team. It was an amazing movie, but there was not enough action in that movie. And there was not enough of them actually being Power Rangers in their suits to make me think that that movie was one of the best superhero movies. It was a great movie. Like, as a movie in general, it was great. But as a superhero movie, it was not because of the lack of action. And that's kind of my thing with Endgame. That's why I have a number three. It's a great movie. Great ending, just not enough action from for my taste. Number two, Infinity War. Now, Infinity War was kind of the opposite of Endgame, okay? This movie had so much action in it that I almost didn't like it. But the ending is what saved this, okay? Picture this. Infinity War and Civil War trading place on my list because of this one thing, the ending. Thanos snapping away half of the universe's population and having him be the winner at the end of that movie. Not the loser, like every other MCU villain, but the fucking winner. That is the reason that this movie is in number two and not in the number four spot. This movie had amazing visuals, amazing acting, but this movie had one of the best villain stories you will ever see in cinema. This movie was pretty much through the eyes of Thanos. Pretty much. This was Thanos' movie. Not the Avengers, really. It should have been called fucking Thanos Infinity War rather than Avengers. Because the Avengers were very little to none. It was mainly the perspective of uh, Thanos and the First Order. The First Order? Did I say that right? I don't fucking know. Something. It's something. No, the Black fucking. The Black Order. I've been thinking and talking too much Star Wars with my friends lately. The Black Order. There's Thanos and the Black Order. Pretty much for the most of that movie. It was their story of conquering and completing the goal. And it was nice to have an ending like that. And also to have a movie that was from the villain's perspective and have him be a winner. That was all different. And it was nice. It was a good change of pace for the MCU. But there was a lot of action. Like, like you know, Endgame's like, not enough. I mean, there's a lot at the end. But I feel like it would have been better if there was more action sprinkled through, throughout it. And then you hit 
Infinity War where it's like action from opening sequence to the end of the movie. Just too much action. Like, there's too much action and too little. And Endgame and Infinity War covered both the bases, but they didn't cover the one base, which was doing it just right. Which most of the movies do a lot uh, by themselves. So you're probably thinking, what is my number one movie? Well, there's only one movie that I haven't said. And that would be Captain America the Winter Soldier. I don't know what it is about this fucking movie. But everybody universally agrees this is in the top five MCU movies. For me, it's my favorite MCU movie. And I'll tell you why. This movie was such an amazing spy movie. They got First of all, they got Captain America right on point. Like his fighting style, that was on point. The whole Hydra infiltrating shield after, after the whole phase one and, and through a good amount of phase two, we thought Hydra were good guys. Come to find out they were infiltrated by Hydra a long fucking time ago. And Hydra was out to kill Captain America because they framed him for the, the death of Nick Fury and whatnot. But, you know, that was just to get public approval and then they were going to pretty much kill anybody with um their project insight and with the helicarriers and then figuring out bucky barnes was his fucking former uh friend best friend from the 1940s who ended up going to war with him and then fell off a cliff and thought to be dead but really just got his arm chopped off and experimented on and turned into a fucking assassin yeah Pretty awesome to see Captain having to deal with that and also saving the world from Hydra. It was an amazing spy movie. I, th- I thought th- there was just so much good shit in the movie from action to acting to visuals to action, the choreography. Like everything about that movie was fucking good. I couldn't really pin anything out that I don't like about it. Even with Civil War, I could pick out at least one really outstanding and annoying thing and i guess for me for civil war in that case it would just have to be the whole um i guess going after bucky nonsense like it it did lead to some great action sequences but i i don't know i just i felt like after the fucking winter soldier we got enough of looking for bucky you know i just had enough of that whole arc of oh we need to find bucky it's like We've, we fucking did that the last movie. Why the fuck do we need to do it now? But yeah. So that is my MCU list. I know there's going to be a lot of disagreements with it, but I mean, hey, sorry. Um, but that's just how I think about the MCU. That's that's how I'm going to place the movies because that's just how I feel about it. Some I might flip around, like I said, with Homecoming and Far From Home. I could flip either of those around and I, I enjoy them about the same because one does the villain... The way that I want it to, and the other one just Spider-Man the way I want it to. But it's just, they're interchangeable. They're both great movies, but they aren't top five level great. But thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I know it's not like a news and informative one, but I wanted to do an MCU list because I haven't, I don't think I've done one yet. So I was like, I, I need to get this done. But thank you very much for listening, and I'll catch you all in the next one.